It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, Season 2, Episode 2, Be Consistent. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is good to be back with you today. Um, I am a little bit under the weather. You can hear, actually, I was going back and listening to last week's episode, and I noticed I kind of sound like I was um, a a little bit uh, rough then, so I think it just kind of... Uh, just kept building, and it's you know uh, it's really taken my voice this week. So I apologize for sounding a little bit like a robot. Um, I hope you're having a good week. It is the week after Thanksgiving, so we are back at it um, where I'm at, and I'm sure you probably are as well. Um, this week's episode is called "Be Consistent," and uh, I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about all uh, of of the episodes, but this one particularly uh, because it is such a place where I see some of the greatest uh, failings in some of the classrooms that uh, that I see that are quite honestly uh, some of the weakest. So we'll talk about that in a minute. I wanted to uh, again thank Mr. Garrett Smith for joining us last week. Um, that was awesome to have him and you can expect uh, more of that as the season continues. also wanted to take a moment and uh, again give you uh, my email address. Uh, again it's bermucci.matt at gmail.com uh, please stay in touch with me. Continue to contact with me or connect with me on social media. I'm on all of the social media platforms for the most part. So uh, please reach out. I would certainly enjoy that opportunity to continue to connect uh, with you. And that is, of course, one of the big parts uh, and perks, I guess, of of doing this podcast is just, again, I want to be able to grow with you. Uh, and, and the conversation certainly allows me to do that. So this week's episode, again, is all about being consistent. And, and as I mentioned, you know, this is something, when, when you read the title, Be Consistent, um, it, it seems kind of obvious, right? And I think most of you uh, could probably highlight in your own mind some of the things, if not all of the things, that I'm really going to mention today. But uh, again, as I said, if, if we all know this, why do we see time and time again uh, student teachers struggle with this and, and classrooms fail because of it? Um, to 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 varying degrees, of course, uh, but but the answer to that is, I think in my mind, when we talk about being consistent, it's it's easier to say than I think it is to do. Just just to be honest with you, I, I think it's one of those things that's a lot more difficult to put into practice, and and therefore teachers struggle with it. And you know, I think it's something we've all kind of faced in our in our time. And so when you're talking about being consistent, there's several reasons and, and several things we kind of have to, you know, check off uh, to make sure that we're, we're keeping this kind of thing in mind. Um, you know, when you walk into a classroom and, you know, you, you give that energy and that love every single day to your kids, um, you know, it's almost like an expectation from your kids um, and from the other stakeholders, of course. Uh, but one of the things that I see the most uh, with up and down classrooms is that energy uh, is up and down for the teacher. And, and and that's because, you know, you walk into a classroom and you give that energy. Well, kids feed off that. They're not always going to return the same kind of energy, but they're certainly not going to uh, give more than you are. And I think that's really important to remember. So, you know, if if you walk in there with a bad attitude, um, they're going to have a bad attitude times 10. 
if you walk in there giving less than your best, um, they're going to give less than their best. And I, I think teachers underestimate the importance of that. I, I really do. Uh, whatever energy you put in is going to reflect the energy you get you get back. I heard recently from from a teacher uh, talking about this. It's it's like the laws of energy. Energy is not created nor destroyed. Uh, it's only transferred. And I think that's a great. I think that's a great thought, and that's probably a little nerdy uh, to some of you who don't, you know, you're like, you've you got, you know, science isn't for me, um, but I think you understand what I mean, and that's that uh, energy is not going to be created or destroyed, it's simply going to be transferred, and so if you walk in there with bad energy, um, they're going to give you bad energy, and, and again, it's so important, and that's true for work as well, if, if, if it's amazing how kids can pick up um not only your energy, but just the work you put in, the preparation you put in. If if you walk into a classroom unprepared, um, it'll it'll come through. And and so, I, I just would encourage you uh, to always keep that in mind. Uh, they're going to sense it, and you've got to be able to to come in no matter what's going on in your world. Uh, no matter how much you're struggling or just like me today, not feeling great. And I don't mean to be preachy about this, but I, I just think it's one of those things that moves the needle, as I always say. Um, and, and that's if you walk in there with maximum energy uh, and, and maximum um, work ethic on a regular basis, um, you're being consistent in, in what you're delivering. I think your kids in turn will certainly uh, reflect that. I, I think that's obvious, and it's easy to, just, like I said, to kind of throw that away and go, um, you know, that's uh, that's just something else. You know, it's just something else that you're saying. But I, I really believe that it's crucial. It is. It's crucial because that then puts your kids in a place uh, to uh, be more successful. So definitely uh, bring your energy uh, every single day. And, and I know that seems difficult, but the more days that you can do that, or at least the differences in day, you know, one day to the next is not that noticeable. Um, you want to bring your best. And think about this in your own classroom. Have you ever um, had a bad day and, and your kids like straight up ask you, they're like, um, you seem like you're in a bad mood or you seem like you're tired. Are you feeling okay? I've, I've had kids ask me that some days and I'm sure you've you've been asked yourself um and so they sense it and imagine all the kids you know who aren't saying it so you have the ability to impact the classroom directly with with, with this consistency that's why i say it moves the needle so much and i know again i'm being preachy about uh going on and on and on about energy and work ethic but the truth is uh i am passionate about and, and, or passionate about the belief and in the belief that uh, you can really impact in a great way or a negative way if you're uh, not doing it. Um, you can really impact your kids with this. So I think you've got to be consistent. Um, also, I, I think that, you know, as you are kind of thinking about being consistent, something else we've got to really think about is our expectations, Again, it's easy to throw this away and go, well, I am consistent with my expectations, but are you really? Do you do you grade uh, and assess with equal fervor on all your assignments? Do you care as passionately about um, you know one topic as you do the next? Um, I think your expectations, and not only on the content side, but your expectations from... Uh, you know, the guidelines that, you, you know, translate through to your kids. You know, are you 
you know, are you consistent with um, what you, you know, the amount of work you require your kids to put in? Are you consistent with the amount of, um, you know, respect your, your kids have to show each other and you? Uh, and themselves are you are you consistent in those things um i always talk about being predictable in the right way and because everybody sees predictable you know particularly in education as as not a great uh great thing i i, I think the right predictability uh, is is very important you know we always talk about classrooms need structure uh, and it's true classrooms absolutely need structure uh, and, and I'm the first as I've told you many a times to say relax on the on, on the structure that affects the learning you know why do we have to ask a thousand times to get up and go get a pencil sharpener and so forth and so forth uh, you know I'm always the first to kind of rail on that kind of structure but that doesn't mean that I'm not reliably a resource and reliably putting my kids first and they can depend on me to um, support them and, you know, obviously meet the basic needs. You know, you want to be predictable in the right way. They want to be able to um, know that you're always going to be fair. Uh, they want to know that, you know, they're going to receive a consistent response from you on on matters of of you know, daily, you know, classroom activities. I think that's the predictability that I think is so important when I'm talking about being consistent. That's the predictability that you need. You know, I'm not going to fly off the handle at my kids. Um, I'm not going to all of a sudden um, require them, you know, some some vastly different um, method of assessment that um, is, is unfair because they weren't prepared or, um, you know, something like that. I'm not saying I'm not diversifying my assessment strategy you know that's important what I mean is you know I'm always going to be fair with them right um, and, and and I think you have to and that's part of the predictability piece so I, I think when it when we talk about being consistent it, it is about the right predictability you know you always want to be spontaneous in your delivery and content and those kinds of things um, but I, but I think again to the nuts and bolts the scaffolding in the classroom your process you have to be consistent. You have to uh, be predictable because that's the structure that I think students really need. Uh, and, and, and if you have those things in place, by the way, I think it's a lot easier when issues do come up, discipline issues or other types of conflict. I think if you've got that consistency, uh, it's super, super important. Um, you know, if, if your kids know what those expectations are because you've, they've seen them applied consistently, um, I, I think discipline is significantly easier, for example. I, I just do. Uh, and if you're always, um, you know, doing what, 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 what they've experienced, they get conditioned into understanding what the guidelines are and the norms are in your classroom. I just think that's super important. Um, and, and so when, when, and when they do cross the line and you do have to take disciplinary action and you're trying to modify behavior, just like in the real world where we're trying to modify behaviors, um, there's, there's, they can rely on, those expectations, those norms that you've laid out because you've been consistent, um, which is why you got to be really careful falling into that trap, you know, where you're, you're, you're maybe treating kids differently or things of that nature. That's, uh, and I've seen it, honestly, I've seen where certain kids are, are, are treated differently, better and worse for that matter, uh, by the same teacher. I've seen that. And that kind of scares me a little bit. And I don't want to take a time out and talk about that because, you know, specifically when we're playing quote unquote favorites, listen, human nature, 
you're always going to have kids that you, that you prefer to, um, you know, that you play favorites with or you prefer um, to be around because you either connect with them more or uh, they're just fun, you know, every, for a lot of reasons, right? We, but but there's a difference between having favorites and playing favorites. I, th- I think there's a big, big difference there. Um, I think the way that I manage that uh, for myself is is I'm always going to work harder on the relationship with kids that I either know the least or I feel like they're further away from that relationship point that I want them to be at. I'm always going to work a little bit harder. You know, say I have that kid in the classroom that is, you know, just been a discipline problem. Um, He's distracting others. You know, a lot of times if you take the same approach that most teachers take where, um, you know, they're just going to yell at them and take some, you know, throw them in detention or whatever you call it, um, you know, at your school, uh, and, and that's done, you know, that doesn't really grow the relationship and we know that's important. Um, so what I'll do is be a little bit more proactive. I'll work a little bit harder, reach out a little bit more to those kids. Um, you know, I, I think it's about having some self-awareness about where you are with your relationship with your kids. I think those that you, you know, maybe don't, you know, forgetting the discipline, you know, example for a minute, you know, what about those kids that don't say much in your classroom and they're hard to get to know as a result, you know, are you working harder to build that relationship? So I, th- I think you have to do that. I think you have to self-reflect on every relationship with all 100 and whatever number of kids that you have. And, and, and I think you have to do that each and every day. I think, I think you have to be aware and, 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 and have some kind of, I don't know, just understanding of where you are with those kids. And so I say all that to say this. So, so when you're talking about making sure you're being consistent in the classroom and you're wanting, you know, relationships with all your kids, um, you, you can't really play favorites. Uh, and accomplish that. I think instead you work to build relationships. Um, you're consistent in, 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 in that relationship building piece with all of your kids. And it takes you working a little bit harder with kids that you don't naturally gravitate to or won't gravitate to you. I think you have to work harder at that. And, uh, and again, if you have that relationship, if we have a fundamental shared belief, and I hope that we do, especially now that we're in season two, um, that, that coaching and relationships build better students. If we believe that, then I think we have to understand that, um, you know, consistency in committing to the relationship piece, no matter how hard or naturally it is for us to connect with certain kids, um, then I I think we have to do that. I think we have to work harder uh, when when we have kids that, uh, you know, we we just don't connect with. So I I do think it's important that we're consistent in that piece. Uh, And so don't play favorites. Don't. Don't treat them uh, don't treat them differently from the standpoint of showing favoritism. Treat them differently from the standpoint of uh, I'm going to um, make sure that I'm de- delivering that individualized experience for all my kids. You know, I always talk about individualizing a standardized process. And so, you know, if you're just a generic voice talking to a classroom of 25 or 35 kids, whatever your number is, uh, you're just not going to reach them. So instead, you're consistent in them knowing that. Um, you're going to be there for them. And I, and I think that's absolutely crucial. Um, and I also want you to think about in your own experience and in your education journey, have you seen your school apply or another teacher apply a, um, 
expectation or a standard or a discipline policy, whatever, differently. You know, the one kid who, and this is going stereotypical here, who's the star running back gets treated differently than, um, than you know, just your average student. Um, it's it, it's it's really soul crushing to me to see those kinds of things. And uh, honestly, in my classroom, uh, it is my classroom. Uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm not part of that problem, and I don't perpetuate that that kind of stuff. So um, I'm I'm going to be consistent. And and part of that, a huge part of that, is um, me taking responsibility for. Uh, making sure my expectations are clear and making sure that I respond reliably going back to that predictability that's important um, and, 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 and help mold and, and, and create norms that students can follow uh, and understand that they can be themselves within those expectations. But also there's a line of um, expectation for me that, you know, they, that they have to stay within. So keep that in mind. Um the last thing that I really wanted to uh, talk about when it comes to being consistent, you know, we, we've kind of run the gamut, and, and I'll do a quick kind of summary of what we've talked about. You know, we've, we've talked about bringing energy and your work ethic consistently because kids feed off that, and I think we all know that. But the, the reminder from today was that, you know, if, if we really all know, always know that, then understand that that's a, if, if we're consistent with the energy and the work ethic that we're providing, then we're going to get better students more likely out of, um, or higher performing students um, out of our kids if, if we're de- delivering constantly um, that, that high energy and high work ethic. Uh, and, and then I talked about expectations and making sure that those expectations are clear, making sure that we're being predictable in the right way That doesn't mean every class is the same. It means that we are being predictable in, um, you know, what we expect from students and that ownership piece. And, and, uh, you know, we're, we're clearly stating what those expectations are and, and we're treating kids, um, with, with, with that consistent level of concern and that we know that we're going to have to work and dig deeper, uh, to make sure that we're connecting with as many kids as we can in our classroom. Uh, and, and, and making sure that we're not playing favorites. But the last thing I wanted to talk about in this episode is the importance of being consistent when it comes to relationships with other stakeholders, um, including your coworkers and parents. And I'll kind of check parents off the list first. Um, I think it gets so sticky when you don't treat parents equally. Uh, I think Again, just like with their students, with their kids, you have to be real careful because I think what a lot of teachers forget is that parents talk to each other and, you know, you treat one parent badly or, or really, really well and you don't, you, you know, you, you don't remember that they they talk to each other. They're getting different levels of you know, experiences in your classroom. And I, you know, I think that's one terrible for internal marketing, but number two, you're kind of setting yourself up for you know, a struggle because I think you've got to be consistent um, there as well. You need to make sure that you're communicating expectations, just like we said to students, uh, and, and that you're constantly reinforcing and, and, and reinforcing positive things as a majority of the time, not, you know, we don't want just a bunch of negatives. You need to reinforce, work on that relationship with your parents. Uh, and, and if you go back and track through your emails, um, and, I, and I mentioned this last season in an episode, um, but you need to go back and literally track through your emails. And if they're not 99% positive to parents, um, meaning out of, you know, 
you know, 10 emails, you got nine, nine that are positive and one of those, you know, we need to talk type emails, only one negative email. I, I think if your balance is off there, um, you're not doing enough in, to invest in that relationship. So I think with parents, you've got to be consistent. So deliver a constantly positive, positive, positive message uh, and, and then constantly work on that and, and, and be consistent with that. I think that's super important and that will generate um, a lot of good internal marketing yes but more importantly uh, you'll you'll develop partners that uh, are more likely to want to work with you in your process i mean some parents um they're not going to be pleased no matter what you do i don't care if you buy them diamonds and that's okay but don't take that jaded approach that that's most parents or even with that one parent that's like that don't don't take that approach be consistent with being positive and and proactive and reaching out and all of those kinds of things uh, and then also with your um with your your coworkers, uh, particularly the administrators in your school, you know it's 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 you know I can tell you a great story at you know when I I can usually deal with dis uh, I, I do deal with discipline in my classroom when it comes up I don't have that many discipline problems but when it does come up um, it is. Uh, you know, it's something that I try to deal with, again, being consistent with how I always lay it out. But if I ever need a principal to step in or I defer someone to a principal, um, they they know that because of the years and years of consistency, uh, one, they know that I don't send many people out of my classroom or, you know, send them up, you know, above the level of the classroom for some kind of discipline issue. So when I do send them, they take it very seriously and they know I'm upset about something or trying to deal with something in the classroom that is, um, very, very, um, you know, out of the norm. And so because I'm consistent and I'm not just on a whim throwing people out of the classroom or flying off the handle, they know what they're going to get from me. And, 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 and so they know that they need to help me deal with this situation. And, and, and that puts them on my side and, 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 and not, I don't mean side from the standpoint of the discipline issue, but on my side, as far as being able to support me and, and solve the problem that's occurring in the classroom. And so my point is, is if you're consistent with all of these other things that we've talked about, you know, people in your school, your coworkers, but particularly your administrators, they know what to expect from you, right? So they know how to best help you. Uh, also, that socio-emotional side. So when I'm upset or stressed about something, they know because I'm, you know, consistent that they know best how to support me. Uh, and and I, I think that's really important. I think that's important just in, just being honest with you in, in all your relationships is that you find that consistency. Um, no matter what kind of relationship we're talking about, I not, you know, I'm not, not Dr. Ruth here. I'm not giving you a uh, relationship or life advice on those kinds of things, but I, I just think it's important in your friendships, uh, and, and, and just the relationships you have in general. So why would we not expect that in our school relationships? And then with your colleagues, whether you are, you know, just another colleague or whether you play some, you know, role of, supervisory role and at your school amongst your colleagues or you sit on committees i think it's important to deliver that consistency i do you want you know the predictability that we always talk about that's 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 healthy but i i think we we've got to make sure that in our minds they know what they're going to get every single day um from the standpoint of um 
you know, our personalities and our work ethic. And I mean that in good ways. I don't, you know, if you're, if you're, you're negative every day, don't bring that every day. Nobody wants that. That's not what I mean by being consistent. I'm talking about being consistent, uh, with, with maximizing our energy, maximizing the work ethic and all of that. I think you got to bring that every day and that's going to help again, not only with parents, not only with principals, but even with your colleagues that you work with. I think that's um, super important. So, so again, it's all about being consistent. Doing that uh, will really, honestly, move the needle so much. And if you believe in that um, relationship piece, um, and, and I think you'd understand why that is so important. Well, look, that is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed being back with you. Again, I apologize for the robotic nature of the uh, voice that you are hearing. I hope to uh, see you next week for episode number three. And that, of course, is going to be Chase the Right Metrics. Um, Until then, remember to like, comment, and subscribe or buy the books on Amazon.com. Again, my email is bermucci.matt at gmail.com. Until then, I'll see you down the road.